Okay guys, welcome back to another episode of the Seashells Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about something very particular, uh, and it's not going to take long, and I think that going forward, I think it's going to be important to limit episodes to a shorter time frame and maybe like, you know, obviously sometimes during the NFL season you're going to have a lot of things to say. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm a little bit sick, so maybe you can tell from my voice, nose is... Kind of a little bit clogged anyways. Um, so yeah, going forward, I think that we're going to try and get the most information into the smallest amount of time possible. Um, and yeah, for sure there's going to be weeks where I'm going to go 25, 30 minutes. But I'm going to try and keep it a 15, 20-ish, 12 to 20-ish range. Just because I feel like that's a lot better and a lot more people are going to have time. And people just say see it's 30 minutes, right? And they just say, oh, well... Fuck that, I can't finish it, so I'm not going to watch it. Uh, which is fair. Uh, I would do the exact same thing uh, if I was in their shoes. So again, hopefully you guys are doing well at school and whatever um, you're doing right now. Whether you're starting a business, going to school, trying to learn new things, trying to learn how to play guitar, maybe. I don't know. But what are you What are you guys interested in? But whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to accomplish, um, hopefully you're getting there. Um, and make sure y'all check out, um, the new podcast I have with my friend Tommy Dog, uh, called The Better Off Podcast. It's only on SoundCloud for now, but we're definitely going to try and get it on Apple Music, just like we did with this podcast, uh, eventually in the future. Um, some great interesting stuff. Uh, episode one is about eliminating distractions, uh, and I can't stress that enough. Hugely important, hugely transcendental episode. Um, and then going forward, uh, we've got a bunch more stuff planned out for you guys. We're really trying to, you know, obviously last week, our Wednesdays are the days where we can see each other, record episodes, snow day, couldn't really make it happen. We're making excuses here. We could have made it happen, but, uh, I wasn't really being available at that time, if you know what I mean. So we're definitely going to get you guys probably one or maybe two episodes this week, if possible. Uh, because we, we're really committed to this podcast and we're actually going to try and push it a lot um, in the near future. 29 plays on the first episode. That's really, really good so far. So uh, we're going to try and keep pushing in that direction going forward. Now, uh, as for today's episode, we're going to talk maybe a little bit about the Colin Kaepernick thing. So Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed settled with the NFL for we don't know how much money, but it must have been a lot of money because obviously the NFL was colluding against Colin Kaepernick to keep him out of the league. Uh, there's something fishy that was going on there. And again, uh, do I like this intervention or not? I think it's, like, again, I think they're preventing him from a job that he should have just because he has the talent and abilities to do so. Um... But I think in any business, uh, if someone is detrimental or if uh, not detrimental, but, uh, you know, if some employee is not understanding the team mentality, right, it just kind of doesn't fit in in the team. It's not worth uh, having five good members and one weak member, right, that doesn't communicate, doesn't quite fit in. It's not worth having that member. You might as well just fire them and get another one that fits in really well. So that way everybody works better and everybody's work is elevated. And at the end of the day, it's a lot more productive. So I think that's something we have to explore with the Colin Kaepernick thing. 
So obviously there was some sort of collusion going on because the NFL would not have settled if it, there was none. Uh, it, it would have set out to prove that there was nothing on their label. Uh, they weren't trying to keep Colin Kaepernick out of the NFL. But truly, like for sure, they found some stuff. And now they obviously had to settle. They probably offered way too much just because they can't allow this information. And again, the truth is uh, is a complicated thing, right? It's, it's very useful, but just like maybe JFK or things like that, the truth is only known to a certain group of people, right? Maybe a limited group of people. And I think this is the same situation here. And why that is, is because if this information gets out to everybody, uh, there's a lot of people that uh, are going to mishandle the truth or mismanage it, okay? So this is why in government, you see, like, maybe they know, right? Governments might know a lot more things than we do. Uh, and especially like CIA and stuff like that, they know stuff that we don't. Um, but they're keeping it from us because it's keeping us safer, right? So let's say the U.S. plan, um, this is hypothetical, but this is, pro pro I quite believe this is true. So let's say the or U.S. orchestrate this attack on uh, JFK. Totally hypothetical, okay? Let's just assume that the U.S. does this to JFK. The truth cannot get out about who or what or what organization was behind the, the killing, the assassination. Uh, because then people would no longer trust their government, right? So I think for the greater good of the country's future, it's more important for people not to know, right? So I think right now we've seen a very, very similar situation in, in, in the NFL on, on a lot less serious scale, of course, but... Nevertheless, it is serious when you're keeping a, a guy that's, you know, was being paid, I don't know, somewhere around $30 million, $28 million, if I'm not mistaken, for the 49ers, you know, and he's having a great career, almost wins the Super Bowl. Uh, and now you're keeping this guy out of the league because, well, you're trying to, you know, it's not, it's not fair. That's what I'm saying. And so people want to know, but do we truly, truly want to know? Do we, do does the does every NFL fan want to know that oh the NFL colludes to keep players out? No. All right, this would affect the games. This would affect everything, and then the NFL would face a lot more lawsuits like this. And I think that you would see it with a lot weaker players that don't actually deserve a shot, but somehow they manage to twist the words and kind of make it so that. Uh, the NFL somehow colluded against them. Like, Nathan Peterman could do this. Really? Nathan Peterman does not belong in the NFL, and he's still there. So, yeah, I think if there's a place for Nathan Peterman, there's definitely a place for Colin Kaepernick, and that's where it kind of fucks up everything. It's just like, this guy's so tremendously talented compared to the guys that we're seeing today. So, like, Nathan Peterman's a walking L. He's a walking joke on the field. He's the biggest NFL meme possibly other than like the six brings or Brady or something like that. Uh, and all those Super Bowl memes, which are mostly trash, just because the Rams scored three points and like, oh, Maroon 5 outscored the Rams or something like stupid, right? So there's a lot of shit that's overused. But I think Nathan Peterman is a legit meme and he's funny. Uh, and come on. I mean, like, let's not hate the guy, right? You don't prey on anybody's downfall. But uh, I do prey on teams 
doing better and the league doing better as a whole. And Nathan, keeping Nathan Peterman in the league is not a viable option at this point. So now, let's come back to this Colin thing. So it's more important for the league to kind of not cover it up, but yeah, essentially cover this up. Say, you know what, let's wrap this up, Colin. I get it. I know you want the truth. But we, we can't afford to have the truth in the hands of our millions of fans. Because this will hurt our sport for the future. And this will hurt uh, the brand. And not just the brand, but just the sport in general. The faith that people, the fans have. Uh, and then for other players as well, with within similar situations. And then it, it would arise a bunch of stuff from the past. I think you can't really do that. So... I think this is a future-proof move from the NFL. They had to pay off Colin and Eric Reed, and that's fine. Okay, Colin, you know, whatever. And now it's rumored that he might, uh, like, the Panthers and the Patriots are landing spots for Colin Kaepernick. I strongly doubt it. Uh, but, again, if I was any of those teams, I would take a shot at them. If I was the Jaguars, I'd pick him up. If I was the Jaguars, I'd trade for Foles and draft Murray. Right, because there's active talks. Right, so that's what I've seen. That's what I heard. There are active talks amongst the Jaguars and the Eagles around this one-year, twenty million dollar deal, where they would send Nick Foles to the Jags. Entirely possible that this happens. Uh, entirely possible that the Jags draft Kyler Murray. Entirely possible that they might trade up, but I doubt it. For Dwayne Haskins. But anyways, hypothetically. Yes, the Jaguars do get two quarterbacks and sign Colin Kaepernick and bring him to training camp and see what he can do, you know? That's what I would do. If if Colin still wants to play football, now maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's trying to change the world, uh, which we've truly seen with the Nike ad and stuff like that. Tremendous guy, right? Tremendous, composed human being that's trying to get a point across. And I got no problem with that. Okay, I had a little bit of problem with it at first because I said, you know what, this is affecting the sport. This is affecting fans, right? You have a role as a player on a team, but I felt like Colin, what I didn't understand at the time is that the, the role of Colin trying to play was the role of his individual in a society, right? And he didn't want to live in a society with police brutality and all that stuff. And now I'm not going to get into a debate about police brutality. I have no interest in that. Absolutely none. So, that being said, going forward, I do hope that Colin comes back to the NFL. I do hope that he becomes a quarterback. I do hope that he does as well as he did in his first or second year uh, when he replaced Alex Smith. I really do, because this was a great player. And I loved seeing him run up and down the field. He had those freaking cheetah legs or something. I, I don't know. He was running fast. He was really fast. He had these like small legs, but he was fucking tearing up that defense. That was exciting for me to see. And I think a lot of fans want to see that. And a lot of fans and a lot of players are backing this guy because he has such a great cause at heart, right? Do something, even if it means sacrificing everything. And that's what he did. It essentially sacrificed his career. And now his future is semi-uncertain, but he's became really, really popular with that. But I I had, you know, Colin Kaepernick, to me, was originally a football player, and I would love to see him continuously be a football player.
right? As for Eric Reed, he did sign uh, up until, like, I think halfway through this season. So, you know, he was arguably one of the best safeties in the NFL. And, like, how does he not get signed, right? So this doesn't really make sense. But since Colin is such an icon at the quarterback position, maybe he doesn't want to pursue with football. Maybe he wants to pursue this whole um, police brutality thing or or whatever issues that they're having in this country. And maybe he wants to focus on that. And I would have ultimate respect for what he does. Um, you know, people who stand behind a cause just to look good is stupid. But just people who stand behind a cause because they believe in it is very, very smart and very can can be very rewarding and powerful. So hopefully they push towards that. Hopefully he pushes towards the thing that passionate that he's most passionate about. And if he wants to do football and that at the same time, I have no problem with that. And if the Patriots get him and Belichick whoops his ass and is able to control him, just like he controls Brady, you know, Brady's just like this mind, right? And if he just gets con the mind and stuff and we keep winning for another 10 years, I would not be opposed to that. Right? Uh, that's my football segment for the day. Not much else in the football world. Uh, maybe some, like, assistant coach signings or whatever. Not important. And on a side, uh, we do still have nothing out of baseball from Bryce and Manny Machado. Are we going to get anything? I don't know. Situation has not changed. Still perplexed. Still don't know what's going to happen. I feel like this is going to go through in into spring training. So uh, I'll keep you updated on that situation in further weeks. Um, uh, am excited still for Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, for any of y'all who always listen to the podcast, you will know that I am giving away one of his shirts if he hits a home run on the first game of the season. Uh, maybe I'll try to tr- try to make it to that game, or who knows, maybe like some afternoon game or something. Yeah, I'll take off on like a Friday. Go see that. Yeah, maybe a little road trip. Is anybody down? Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm down to go see the Jays. Maybe some like nice cool, like coolish day, but maybe they leave the the roof open. Yeah, I'm down. If the roof is closed, I'm pissed. If the roof is open, I'm cool. You know, um, there's talks about bringing baseball back to Montreal. Uh, you know where they would build the stadium. They were talking a little bit about that. Uh, I read a little article. My mom showed me. Because she knows I like this stuff. So uh, it would be kind of near water, but I don't think it would be on the St. Lawrence. So that would make it different. But, uh, you know, as long as it's near something. I always thought it would be cool to have it, like, on the St. Lawrence. Uh, I don't know where there's room for that. But if there was, I thought it, I always thought it would be cool. Just like McCovey Cove, no, the St. Lawrence would be a thing. And if we build one, I really would hope to see some sort of brick right, and some sort of rustic, sort of classic stadium feel, not some, like, closed roof thing just for future-proofing and whatever, I understand it's Montreal, I understand you gotta make money, uh, especially in the the winter, right, you can't just do anything if the, the roof is open, then there's nothing, right, so that's where I would, like, business, business-wise, it's conflicting, but if you want guys, like you just make a smaller sort of park, uh, not one of the biggest in the MLB, but a reasonable amount, and you get a reasonable crowd every night uh, that just wants to go out and have a good time. Uh, you know, kind of like 
kind of like the movies. People go to movies, people go to baseball, right? It's not the same thing as hockey or football. People go to football. People go to hockey. They want to see guys get hit, get beat up, get rough. People go to baseball to enjoy, right? They just enjoy it. Summer, it's nice outside. Uh, and it's just a classic game, you know? And for sure, you're still going to have your passionate fans. So I think that would be very interesting uh, if we did have that eventually. Uh, eventually, if I do have the money, I'd buy them. But uh, that's, you know, that's something you can't, can't control. Well, you can control it, actually. You can. But uh, right now, we're just 18. We're trying to still fig- figure some stuff out. <laughs> but if we do get it really figured out, Maybe we have, will have some somewhere around a couple billion dollars. Maybe we can afford a sports team. And maybe we do buy one. And maybe we make billions of dollars with it. Or maybe just kind of fucks up. But that's besides the point. Yes, I would be open to buying the Expos in the future. How will I do that? When will I do that? That would be a very hard question to answer. But I am open if the market is there, if you do the proper research, if you see that there's a market for it, if you see people want to go, people want to see baseball back in Montreal, they want, like, they, like what type of stadium they want, and, you know, I'd make it. I'd make it happen for sure. And if it happens from some other guy, I'm totally stoked. I'm going to mostly every game. Not every game, but a lot of games, you know, especially if I can afford, like, a $50 ticket, like, whatever. Fuck it. I'm going every week. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going every week. If baseball comes back, I probably go every week. Just like you know, replace your golf game or something every week and go to fucking, go to fucking baseball. Yeah, I would do that. I would definitely do that. Hear that fucking loud crack of the bat down there? Yeah, I would do that. Anyhow, that's our thing, right? That's our segment for the day. Nothing out of baseball. Uh, baseball starts somewhere in uh, a couple weeks, 10 days, 10-ish days, I think, 28th, 26th, I don't know, 9 or 11 days, baseball's back, spring training, Machado and Harper have not yet signed yet, uh, like, I'm, I'm talking in terms of that point, they're not going to have signed yet, it's going to go through. Not like these guys are going to play anyways, right? They might play if they want to. They want to try stuff out on the diamond. They want to see how they feel in a game situation. Sure. Uh, but other than that, it's not like these players play these uh, like sort of first games there. It's always a bunch of rookies and teams are trying to figure out, okay, who are we putting in? Who's going to AAA and we have them as reserves? Who are the guys that we're sending to AA that we're just going to focus on building them, making them studs? And who's like our viable options to bring in lower bottom squad? And who's actually a stud in Vlad Guerrero? And we can bring him up right away and put him as a four hitter. And he's going to make our team fucking go to the, I don't know, second place. Can we do second place in the AL East this year? No, probably not. The Yankees are still fucking studs. And the Red Sox, well, you know, we gave them the World Series MVP. I don't know how that happened, but... I was a big Steve Pierce hater when he came. Just because of his outfielding ability. He just couldn't fucking do shit. And then he hit two grand slams in a day, I think. Something like that. It's not entirely possible. At least he hit two home runs in a day. That's, I remember. And that was just crazy. Or or maybe he hit uh, a couple in a couple of nights, eh? 
I think that's what it was. Loves tear for years now. You know? How quickly your opinion changes about somebody? I don't know. You know? But I, I feel like I did hate him at first. Wasn't catching balls. And I was just like, God. That's like hitting off the top of the wall. And he should have caught it. And I'm just going like, God damn. Like, he does not look comfortable out there. He's probably not an outfielder at base. So, whatever. Not hating on him anymore. He won the World Series MVP. I'll give credit where credit is due. And he probably doesn't care for shit about my opinion. He's probably just laughing all the way to the bank. Because he's like, I just won a World Series. This is money. This is good. This is what we live for. And with the Red Sox. Damn. I'm going to have to go there soon this summer. I'm going to the Red Sox this summer. Uh, maybe at the same time we go see FGL. kind of down to go see FGL. Anyways, that's it for today. Not much talking. A lot of pointless talk. Not one of our best episodes, but we said we would upload every week. And this is the least we could do. We could talk about Colin Kaepernick for 15 minutes. That's what we did. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.